my guest, Megan Hangartner, is here with me. And we're going to be following up from what we talked about on Sunday as we were talking about dealing with debt. We were talking recently and, and I got a chance to hear a little bit of her story. And I thought, this is so good. You got to hear this because you might be suffering from the load of debt. You know, you might be dealing with student loans or maybe you made a, an impul- impulsive purchase that, you know, it's still sticking with you long after that item has been gone. Uh, you know, that happens in life. And it kind of holds us back from being our best. So I want to get right into this with Megan and ask you some questions and get into your story a little bit. So welcome, Megan. Thank you. Yeah, glad you're here. I want to talk a little bit about kind of before you got out of debt, like, you know, back when it was no fun for you. Yes. And hear a little bit about, you know, what was your relationship with money back in those days? Uh, I equated money with freedom. Okay. Um, To me, when I had money, I could live. And when I was out of money... I was just kind of like shriveling up and dying and um, just barely surviving and life wasn't any fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you were in quite a bit of debt? No, <laughs> actually. No? Uh, the credit card companies luckily didn't uh, see me as a good candidate. And I'm grateful I only had 500 when I started the program. Wow. Um, but I was living paycheck to paycheck. And even worse than that, I often relied on my parents mm-hmm. for bailing me out of situations like needing new tires, things that I should have had a, a plan for. Um, or when my car got broken into and the window was broken, I couldn't pay for that. Wow. Um, I was a single parent making very little and, uh, yeah, just didn't know how to manage money. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that must have been tough. Yeah, well, it was all I knew. Yeah. I, my parents had provided a better example, but I just wasn't wise yet. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, there were some things you did uh, back then that made, you know, there was a turning point. But before we get to that, like, how did your relationship with money interact with your relationship with God? I mean, in other words, was there a connection with how you viewed money and how you viewed God back then? Um, I, Yeah. I didn't feel like I was doing my part. I wasn't always paying tithe. In fact, I was probably rarely paying my tithe. Um, I think the fact that I wasn't fulfilling my responsibilities just made me feel, you know, less confident as a person in general and as a Christian. You know, you couldn't. I couldn't go. And hang out with my friends as much, go out to dinner, go to the movies, whatever. Um, yeah, I think just felt inadequate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Um, do you do you have any thoughts about like what some of your specific struggles were beyond, you know, you couldn't pay for some of the expenses that were coming up? Is there anything else that comes to mind? Uh, yeah, well, when I would get a check, I would definitely spend more on the fun stuff and kind of hope that there was enough or I wouldn't even think about, you know, at, at the end of the, at the end of the month, there wasn't enough money. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I guess just not planning was a big struggle. Okay, cool. And I mean, I'm sure some of us can relate with that, uh, that almost like wishful thinking, that somehow it's all going to work out <laughs> and we don't put the time into the planning. Yeah. You know, we get kind of caught in that, in that cycle. Well, um, how about the turning point? I'm curious, what got your attention about the issues you were facing financially 
um, in the first place? What was it? What something that got your attention? Um, well, I it was on my radar already because I'd heard two things at church. Uh, the pastor in two different services had said, um, first of all, you don't want to be buying your next garage sale item. Um, and it made me open my eyes to realize that so a lot of the stuff I was buying, I was buying to fill a void that, you know, just wasn't stuff I needed. It was frivolous. Um, and I would likely be getting rid of it in the future. So it was wasting money. It was a poor decision. Um, also, he said, oh, he said that your tires are going to need to be replaced, <laughs> which was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> they are. I need to have money set aside for that, you know. Um, and years later, it was I was visiting my cousin and I, I noticed she was just doing her everyday thing and she had a pile of cash. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird. And then she started divvying it up and putting it into different envelopes. And I was like, what are you doing? And she told me that she and her husband were taking Financial Peace University. And then she showed me the chart on how she was teaching her children how to manage money. And uh, yeah, after that, I was sold. I, I went home, signed up and took the class. Wow. Yeah. Well, okay. I have two questions about okay. what you just shared. One was about, you You said you were kind of buying things to fill a void. Can you talk more about that? Uh, emotionally, I've struggled with depression off and on. Um, and I think that sometimes I, I remember a specific time in general when I thought, well, if I go to a store and I buy a nice pen and a journal, I'll, you know, I'll feel better. And it's silly because I don't even journal. <laughs> I just wanted stationery or something. I just, just, I thought that if I bought something, it would make me feel better. Mm-hmm. It would fulfill me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, wow. Uh, and spending does. It feels great, doesn't yeah, it? I mean, it, there's something about it. There's something. It. it gives you dopamine or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it it's temporary. Yeah. So your cousin then, second question Mm -hmm. that I had for you, was your cousin, I mean, what was it about, like, clearly something about her life or her lifestyle or the results she had gotten made you convinced that if she was doing this and it was succeeding, you you could follow her example. What what drew your cousin's example? Well, I was shocked because I already viewed them as wealthy. Okay. Um, I knew her husband made plenty and she stayed home. So therefore I thought, oh, they have all the money in the world. Well, you don't necessarily have all the money in the world if you're using it wisely, planning and uh, telling your money where to go, then you can do more with your life, give mm-hmm. your children more, and your life can appear better to others. True. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, you, you ran into Financial Peace University, mm-hmm. right? And so you're learning some new ways to do stuff. Mm. Uh, what what stands out to you that was just transformational to you? That Budgeting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Budgeting. I, I had $500 in, in debt, and I paid it off during the class. Um, but I saw other people in the class with a lot worse situations, and I was very grateful at that point that – that I, my debt was as low as it was. Um, but learning how to budget, because I was still not making very much money. Mm-hmm. And so when I may sat down at the beginning of every paycheck, basically, and told my money where to go, I knew that we were going to have food. I knew that my son's school photos were going to be paid for um, and that I'd have gas in my car. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, it's like you kind of have to forego some of the, you know, frivolous, fun stuff, but the peace 
there's nothing like the peace and not worrying all the time about the money. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming the difference. Yeah. But how do you learn to say no to the fun stuff so you can say yes to the, Mm -hmm. to the thing that you need to do? I mean, what did you do? How do you go from saying yes to the fun stuff and no to the stuff you needed to reversing that? Uh, A lot of people say they have to get angry at it. Okay. (laughs) Um, But to me, making sure my son was taken care of, making sure I wasn't, you know, humiliating by saying, oh, I don't have money for that. Mm -hmm. To me, that, you know. um, Sounds like you dug a little deeper for some of your reasons. Yeah, you have to make the choice. Mm -hmm. It has to be important to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, well, what are some of the associations? Because I, I was thinking you had your cousin. That was your inspiration. She kind of triggered you to to look differently at this. Then you had the the resources from Financial Peace University. Mm-hmm. Were there any people that were a part of encouraging you know encouraging you along the journey? Um, I definitely my family. Especially my parents, since they used to bail me out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know that I shared it that much with too many people around me. Um, I think looking at my son, you know, I did teach him. I, I taught him that he had to earn his allowance. He had to work for it, and it wasn't just given to him. Mm -hmm. Um, I think... Yeah. That's awesome. So now I'm assuming he's a multimillionaire. No. Oh, okay. Not yet. (laughs) That's coming later, right? (laughs) Hopefully. That's awesome. Um, Okay. So you say, as I was thinking about, you made some changes that were fundamental. And we know money can either be a blessing or a curse to all of us, right? Mm -hmm. Like it can be the thing that makes you, you know, the way you handle it can help you sleep like a baby at night or the way you handle it can keep you up all night. What are some of the other changes besides the peace that you experienced as you made this transformation into a whole different way of your relationship with money? Uh, well, I when you don't have any payments, it really frees up your resources. Um, I did get a career after that eventually, and I make decent money now. Um, so I think being able to have money to cover all your expenses, have money to invest, you know, think about the future, get life insurance, get a will, um, and then being able to just, you know, tithe religiously. <laughs> and uh, and I love tithing. I know that it helps populate heaven. Mm, to me, that's... Yeah that's the main goal um but i also like if i if i'm outside a grocery store i'm walking past someone and i feel that nudge you know that person needs you know this amount of money then i go get them a gift card i love being able to do that yeah that's so cool wow yeah and i mean your your thoughts about i guess it's that's freedom if you think of what is financial Mm -hmm. freedom it's that you can say yeah. yes to even the things that you had to say no to before. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's pretty amazing. Okay. Let me ask you this. Uh, how would you describe in general your life now compared to your life before? Way different. 
completely different. I, I feel confidence now. I feel freedom now. I feel peace. Uh, we've gone on vacations that I never could have imagined. Yeah. That I could have gone on. Where'd you before. go? Uh, we've been to Hawaii. We went on a cruise, uh, planning on going to Switzerland. Nice. We did a two week road trip a couple of years ago. Um, and, and do you feel guilty about those trips? Oh, heck no. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> Not right. at all. Yeah. What, uh, what keeps you from feeling guilty? Cause you know, you look around the world, like there's people who are starving and, and you know, yet you're going to, I'm paying, trip. I'm paying cash for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Got everything covered. I'm paying cash for it. And, uh, yeah, I and you know enjoy the, it. the thing that I, I see you're doing, and you mentioned this already about tithing or being generous with God financially, is that you're you are actively making a difference with your lifestyle um, on the front end, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. there's that there's that sense of maybe that's part of the confidence. You're like, yeah, this is yeah, this is good. I really do love it. I do. I uh, I'm grateful for not just for being debt-free, but for my career, for loving what I do, for the paychecks I get. I know that none of that's mine. Yeah. And I know that God doesn't want me to be in debt. And I, I got out of that and I got away from that lifestyle. And uh, yeah, I love being obedient and I want to give back. Hmm. Yeah. That's really cool. Tell us a little bit about your um, personal practices with money now, because it sounds like you kind of like did the full meal deal on Financial Peace University. I mean, you you just went through the process, right? It took me a long time, but I did. Okay. <laughs> At first, I didn't feel like I could invest. I couldn't, you know, do the bigger things. Yeah. Um, so for years, it was just budgeting and, and not getting in debt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I do budget. Then how do you budget? Do you mind sharing? I use the Every Dollar app. Okay, Every Dollar app. Uh, yeah, it's it's a Ramsey app. Okay, um, and it's great. You budget your paycheck. When your paycheck comes into your bank, it connects to your bank, the premium version. So every expense pops up. So you can't forget that you spent a certain amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, it's called Every Dollar because you budget every dollar. That's awesome. Budget to zero, even even if you're saving, you still budget that. So if you have a surplus in your account, what often a lot of us do is we're like, hey, this month kind of looks like I might have some extra. Mm -hmm. And we just hope that it stays there. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, But we might grab an extra, you know, piece of clothing at the store. We might, you know, because we know there's a little extra in there. So we just kind of like go a little crazy. But you, you actually plan that ahead of time, it sounds like. Yeah, you give every dollar. That's the principle is that you give every dollar a name. Okay. Yeah. And so if you give yourself $100 for clothing or $50, whatever it is, um, then you spend $100 or $50 and then you stop. Yeah. And uh, you have $300 for food or however much you eat. Um, You, yeah, you can track it all there. And if you need to at the end, you can rob from one area and give to the other Mm -hmm. it's not strict you can't uh, you can move your money around Mm -hmm. but it's all within so if you've set aside a certain amount of money to save or invest every month then that's there as well that's awesome yeah do you have any advice on saving saving (laughs) uh advice it's important it's important um i do saving in two ways. I save by investing, 
and that money I don't get a touch until I retire uh, and I save by just putting into my bank. You have to build a nest egg. If you lose your job today, you average is three to six months. It can be mm-hmm. three to six months to find a new job. So you want to make sure those expenses are taken care of. Um, also, you can go as far as to save for your next couch. Mm-hmm. So say I need another thousand dollars for my next couch. And then when the time comes to replace your couch, you don't have to shell out anything because you have it already sitting there mm-hmm. in the bank. Yeah. That's hard planning though, isn't it? <laughs> uh, up to a point yeah i don't i don't go that crazy i do have a few funds i have a fund for art okay yeah that's awesome if i if i run across something and i and i want to buy it yeah then i just can because that's important to me if you if you see something you left totally to me (laughs) now what what about um for you you know you're working um in a career right now Mm -hmm. and for you as you think about you mentioned it uh, retirement what is what does that kind of journey look like for you well i'm retiring at 55. I know wow. that. Yeah. Yes. And how is that possible? Well, I've been contributing to my 401k. My company contributes also. And then I've talked, I have a financial advisor um, and we contribute to that as well. And do he does this, he has this software and plugs in the numbers mm-hmm. and does an algorithm and tells you if it's possible or not. And if it's not what you have to do to get there. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Fantastic. Yeah. I can't wait. So what are you going to do when you retire? Oh, I'm going to take walks, do yoga. I'm going to knit, <laughs> hang out with my dog all day long. <laughs> awesome. Um, okay. Now, uh, kind of off the subject of money, but something that money allows us to do mm-hmm. is to find our significance, you know, in mm-hmm. life. Um, because what we find in looking at the world is those who are in extreme poverty, all they can think about is surviving, Right. Mm-hmm. And then if you're in any kind of poverty, much of your attention goes to survival, but you're out of that place now. And so mm-hmm. what does that freed you up to think about in terms of significance and purpose? Uh, well, I, I want to share. I want to share. I'm offering this financial peace classes at the church now. Yeah. I hope to do it as many times as it takes to, to give as many people the same as what I've learned. Um, I I don't know what the future holds and what God has in store for me. I, I hope it's more than this. Um, not not that this wouldn't be enough, but uh, I, I hope to be able to affect other people's lives. I, I hope to be able to populate heaven. That's my... <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> my, my Explain thing. what you mean by that, populate uh, heaven. Getting as many people into the church and accepting Christ as possible. This isn't going to last forever. Yeah. We only have so much time. We only have one life until we've given our heart to God. And, uh, yeah, the more people, the bigger the population. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I appreciate you... um sharing your story and you've given us a lot of great advice to think about. Um, and if you didn't already hear Megan say it, she is going to be leading a financial peace university group 
fact, that kicks off. We're recording this uh, midweek. It kicks off this week. Yes. And so you can look at the link here on the screen or just go to westsidecommunitychurch.com and find the information about that Financial Peace University group. But we'd love to have you join Megan and experience some of the freedom that she's found from financial strain to really financial peace and all that that's brought. And we appreciate you being with us here on the Midweek Motivation episode of the Westside Podcast. And I want to encourage you to do two quick things. One, would you subscribe and share just so that we can get this message of hope out to as many people as possible? And secondly, would you consider stopping by a Westside service some Sunday? You can do that either online at westsidecommunitychurch.com Or you can come to our campus right here in the Portland, Oregon area and join us on site. And we'd love to see you there. Either way, hope you have a great week and we'll see you soon.